Sharks of the corn? Virus shark? Cocaine shark? Sharktopus? Yeah, those are all real movies. Join me, Steve Coates, as each week I take a comedic look at the bizarre world of sharksploitation cinema on Bucket of Chum, the shark movie podcast. Welcome back, everybody. It's Bad Movies, Worst People. This is a special episode because we're on break, but we're still working. <laughs> That's how it goes, baby. Today, we're going to be answering some interview questions. So let's get to it. I'm Derek. I'm Whitney. I'm Jack. I'm Bleep. Welcome. I don't know. Welcome, Welcome back, Bleep. <laughs> Bad questions, worse answers. <laughs> there we go. All right, I'll fix that. They, fix are, it good. they are good questions. Fix it in post, dude. Editor's note for regular listeners, the last time that we referred to our friend Bleep joining us is actually a future episode that you haven't heard yet, but we record things out of order because we're dumb, so enjoy and thank you. We're back, and we brought back one of our guests and friends, Mr. Bleep, McBleepy Bleep. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. Thanks for being here. Thanks yes. for coming back. We enjoyed you last time. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> this time he is going to be our uh, uh what's MC? that guy's name uh, from uh, James Lipton. Sure. <laughs> Not the one I was Inside thinking of. Ryan Seacrest. Oh, oh no. No. <laughs> no. Oh, how often do you get told you look like him? Oh, I hope never. I, I don't like think Brian I've ever heard Seacrest? it. <laughs> but he's going to interview us and ask us some questions that uh I borrowed from another podcast that Jack and I both enjoy listening to. Look out. It's just films to be buried with. Exactly. Films to be buried with with Brett Goldstein. So it's don't terrific. Us. Yeah. No, it's it's an awesome <laughs> listen. He interviews people about movies and asks them a bunch of questions. We chose a couple that we thought could be interesting. This is a chance for you to get to know us and kind of our experience with movies and how we approach movies so you can learn a little bit more. I think we're going to have some very little uh, overlap. <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. Something tells me. So Bleep will be asking us some questions and we will be answering them as truthfully or not as we choose. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to start with Derek. Uh, what's the first film you saw or remember seeing? Um, so I had to think a lot. I don't have a lot of memories of my childhood, yeah. not because of like trauma or anything. I just am dumb. No, you've made room in your brain for other information. <laughs> Important information yeah. like these movies. <laughs> but the first thing I remember seeing was VHS of Bambi at my preschool slash kindergarten, which was uh, Broadway Christian School. It's a nice little private, you know, religious school. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we just got to watch Disney movies because they weren't anti-Christian. They might have been anti-somebody, but that's... I mean, you're lucky. <laughs> I went to a Catholic school at one point, banned Disney movies because they were just not enough, like, for God. Yeah, and I guess this is in the 80s, so this is before we had, like, Little Mermaid dicks on the cover and stuff yeah. like that. There was probably some shit in these, but this was Bambi. This is a classic. <laughs> that's the first thing I remember. I didn't go to Christian schools. Well, it, was, it was up until kindergarten. I don't think it counts. <laughs> All right, Whitney. Well, I do have a very fond memory of my very first movie going like to the movie theaters can I, to see it. Can I guess yours? Is it Labyrinth? No. Oh, okay. Oh, you're going with going to the theater. Yeah, going to the theater. Oh, okay. I was, I was three or four years old. My oh, okay. aunt was taking me and my sister out. Um, it's one of my earliest memories. Um. <laughs> It was the movie Crocodile Dundee. Ooh, nice boy. Nice. And I have a very vivid memory about the simple fact that I stood up on my seat and yelled, you can see her butt very loudly. Oh, and, and she's my, filling up the cantina. And she's got like the, oh, thong, she's got the thong bathing suit on. Oh, yeah. It's a, and a, my aunt, it's a black onesie. Yes. <laughs> my aunt was absolutely mortified because <laughs> everybody just turned around, looked at her and laughed. I mean, you're not she, you're not you're not wrong. <laughs> you saw her butt. <laughs> so that's that's the very first memory I have of watching a movie. That's a good one. Jack. Um, so mine probably explains why I don't have a lot of childhood memories. Uh, <laughs> it is 
just absolutely depressing with the never ending story. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I would have been, I think, like three or four. Started blocking like out that. trauma early then. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never ending story. I don't know who showed me that at that age, but how dare you? Uh, shouldn't have seen it. I don't, I don't want to watch it now. <laughs> Dude, like the nothing. Uh, it's just like that is life it's now. Depression. <laughs> These hands, they look like strong hands. And those are all awesome movies, but just ones that stick with you. Like watching any of those ones in the eighties. I remember seeing Bambi, one of my first in the theater ones. Oh, definitely. Uh, Crocodile yeah. Dundee. Uh, all of those are are classics. Yeah, What's yours? but Absolutely. traumatic. Uh, so Put you me and Jack spot. were talking about this. Bambi was the first one that I really remember, and it was in the theater. Ooh, a little overlap. And it was like the re-release of Bambi, and I don't know, yeah, sometime I, in the 80s. My mom took me to that. And then I remember watching Jungle Book on VHS, but I don't know which was first, really. But mm-hmm. Bare Necessities is yeah. still one of my favorite songs. <laughs> yeah, it's the age-old question. What came first, the Bambi or the Blue? <laughs> All right. Up next, uh, what film is terrible, but you love it? Derek? This one was easy. Uh, Cool as ice. Um, (laughs) If you know, you know, but it was one of our first episodes, which isn't available right now, but it'll be coming back eventually. Much Um, like Rob Van Winkle. (laughs) (laughs) He's also not available now. He's in prison, I think. No, I think he got out. He's building someone's pool or fish tank. I don't know. (laughs) He's working the fry station at a Hardee's. (laughs) Fries, fries, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I really hope that's true now just because of that. (laughs) Didn't he do that movie with a... Adam Sandler and Andy. That's my boy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's my, my boy. boy. Yeah. And he was he actually himself. makes pretty good amount of fun of himself in that terrible, terrible movie. It was okay. It was not. Um, <laughs> anyway. Okay. Yeah, All right. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> well, I do have to say welcome to the dollhouse. <laughs> you guys probably don't even really know it. Um, it has this catchy song, and it's so bad. I freaking love it. Where it's like, "Welcome to the dollhouse." It's just okay. I'm familiar. With, I'm familiar with it because 90s. of your My wife. It's 90s. Yeah, your wife. So it's a '90s movie. It's got uh, the character's name is Don Weiner. <laughs> um, so she's from. She was like the best friend in Princess Diaries, the weird girl with the glasses. I don't she's know why also, you're looking at me. She was also in uh, <laughs> Devil's Advocate as the girl on the stand. With the rapey teacher, oh, she was the okay. defendant. Um, You're not talking about Anne Hathaway. No, the friend. Yeah, because she's in both those. Anne Hathaway's not in Devil's Advocate. Oh, I was thinking Devil Wears Prada with Al Pacino. <laughs> What's yeah. the difference? My steak. Where's my steak, dude? If um, Devil Wears Prada was more like Devil's Advocate, I probably would have watched. It. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's you get the beginning role of Brandon Sexton Jr., who's also in Empire Records. Oh yeah. My name's not fucking Warren. His name's not Warren. Thought his name was Warren. Huh. I. I'm pretty sure, by the way, and I can't remember off the top of my head. I remember hearing something about Roger Ebert and Welcome to the Dollhouse, and I think he loved that movie. I oh, wow. I freaking love so. this movie. Don't touch that dial. I will be making these gentlemen watch it. Fair. All right, Jack. So this is tough because, as anybody listening knows, we watch terrible movies. Like That's what we do, and I end up liking a lot of them. But I went a little off here, and I went with Waterworld. Because oh. I absolutely adore Waterworld. I fucking love Waterworld. It's up there with one of the movies I've watched the most. It's terrible to most people. Yeah. I think a lot of people listening here will like it, but if you ask <laughs> 10 people, 11, 11 of them might hate Waterworld. I, I remember watching that with my mom, and we loved it. But yeah. we are also really big Kevin Costner yeah. fans. I just know it was a bomb and it not regarded well, and here I am, you know, however many years later, wishing there was a sequel. Like, yeah. Oh, I know it was like a juggernaut. Like it was a huge film, but it didn't make any money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Jack just bought the Blu-ray, they probably just broke even finally. So <laughs> got to oh, you know edition. I bought that twice because I lost the <laughs> And the digital. One. I helped. I, helped. <laughs> I bought it on Google and I bought it on Prime. I go to the loft when they play it. Yeah, see, we're doing our part. I bought it on Blu-ray, and then a few months later, Arrow released it on 4K, and I was like, ah. So all you people that enjoy Yellowstone, you're welcome. (laughs) Derek and I helped fun. We got got Costner back. Golf clap? (laughs) Golf clap. My hands are full. (laughs) Rude. What is the film that means the most to you? Not because of the film itself, but because of the memories you have of it. So for me, and this will be a little more serious answer, but- it's the it's one of my favorite films too. Uh, Stanley Kubrick movie called Doctor Strange Love or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, because that was one of the first films I saw when I was starting to actually pay attention to movies and like realize that I, I liked movies. But it made me realize 
like what a film could be. And it's what made me one of the films that made me want to try to make films, which I didn't do well at. <laughs> but I tried. You didn't get to go far enough to try better. Yeah, you don't have to make me feel better. It's okay. I do this now to make fun of other people who've succeeded. It's great. Um, <laughs> but also, uh, there's like it could also be something like Tommy Boy because oh, or yeah. Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore. So I watched those movies ten thousand times as a kid with my next door neighbors because my my friend had them on VHS, and so that means a lot in that way too because it was just something we did all the time. And then plus, Tommy Boy's great. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All around. Whitney? Do you want to try and guess this one? Is it Labyrinth? It is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but why? So it is my all-time favorite um, from growing up. I can literally recite the whole film. Just you put it in and I will verbatim that shit. Yeah. Like, hello. Would you like a cup of tea? Come inside. Meet the missus. My cousin and I just every weekend. I call her my cousin. She was my best friend. Uh, every weekend we would do the movie like we put it on and then act scenes out with each other I have no little secrets about the movie that I've told other people about um, and then I, I have to give this a two-parter because the second one is The Princess Bride mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. one meant so much to me as a child and then when my daughter was six years no seven years old we got her the movie and it came with a book that even said to Zoe even though I don't think that because we never said it was her name. So it was like a story to his niece and his niece's name was Zoe. And then she fell in love with her. Oh, crazy. So that's just, it's a two-parter for me. I yeah. couldn't decide on one. <laughs> yeah. But don't worry, I do that too. Between Labyrinth, Princess Bride, and NeverEnding Story, those were like my three fantasy right? 80s movies. That oh. I mean, that's like the Mount Rushmore of, fan- of 80s fantasy. We just need one more. Like you put Dark Crystal in there, but no, or not, not as much my Legend. I'm the weird one here. I only saw Never Ending Story out of those as a child. Yeah. Everything else I saw as an 18 or older, quote unquote, adult. The one good thing Donna did for you. <laughs> no, she didn't show me those. She oh, showed Wendy? me. Wendy showed me. I don't know if I should be saying their names. But yeah, she showed me The Labyrinth because she was obsessed. I've talked about it on the podcast before. She's yeah. the one who was obsessed with David Bowie musically and sexually. And while we were watching the movie, I don't the whole think time, you can get those separate. <laughs> the whole time, she's like, Look at his balls. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to look at his balls. She's like, but look, you can see him. <laughs> uh, Jack, um, uh, for the for the memories, more yeah. so than the movie itself. And, and mine actually hits both of them because it's the movie as well, but it's also the memories. It's Inner Space. Watched it. <sighs> I mean, countless times with my my family growing up, and it's it's a memory of being the family on the couch watching a VHS that you may or may not have bootlegged from a blockbuster. <laughs> It's okay. I took Recorded a trip to HBO. I took a trip to Bend, Oregon, just to buy those sunglasses at the last blockbuster. So I've made up for it. <laughs> That's a good one too. I I was very much obsessed with Dennis Quaid. Yeah, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, because he looks like my dad. Maybe that's why my mom watched it so much. <laughs> <laughs> we can, I can see him cut, once again. I can cut my hair all spunky like Meg Ryan. <laughs> oh, yes. Get it? No, my mom has a very good obsession with Martin Short. Oh wait, is that why you like the spunky haircut thing too? No, I don't like it. I don't. <laughs> Don't like the spunky. Oh, is that why you're always pointing it out? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, look at it over there, being all full of spunk and vigor. But you like the backwards hat with the tuff of hair. Well, that's how I know that you're up for shenanigans. <laughs> it's like putting your freak flag out. Hair full of spunk is a different thing. That's, that's, there's something, <laughs> that's about Mary. something about Mary for sure. <laughs> What's a film that probably isn't supposed to be sexy, but you find yourself turned on by it? So Whitney chose this question, of course. Of course. <laughs> so I had to think about it a little bit, but I think my answer has to be the movie Her with uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson, because even though it's just Joaquin Phoenix and it's Scarlett Johansson's voice, that still works. <laughs> and Joaquin Phoenix falling in love with a robot voice that sounds like Scarlett Johansson made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Like if Siri sounded like Scarlett Johansson, I would use iPhones. <laughs> that would, that would be the would only too. reason. I probably would That and too. the cameras. There's another one too, though. I have I have multiple answers to a few of these because I can't narrow things down, but uh, <laughs> this shouldn't be sexy. But in A History of Violence, with uh-huh. Viggo Mortensen, there's a scene when he's losing his shit and he basically pounces his wife, um, uh, Maria Bello, on the stairwell. And I mean, it's consensual sex, but it doesn't seem like it starts that way. And it's kind of hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heard. Anyway. <laughs> when he's writing down her notes right I now, just, get a staircase. I just got a, I just got a digital boner, but I'm a little ashamed of it. Also. <laughs> That's exactly how that movie makes me feel. 
Um, so you guys are gonna like probably judge me on this one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate American History X. Oh no, I Edward I have Norton. I have sisters. I don't know. I'm, I'm See, very aware of the effect he had on women in that fucking movie. Seeing Edward Norton in this role literally shook me to the core. Like he went all down on this, and just to see that violence is and it, just... Is it when he's got his hand his hands over his head, getting arrested by the cops, and he just after raises he just, his eyebrows? After he I just mean, curb stomp somebody? I mean, now yes. I got a digital uh, By the way, you said all down on this. I think you meant all out, but you were uh, as a Freudian slip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he went down on this. Uh... <laughs> I just say, pass the salt. I said, you ruined my life, you crazy bitch. <laughs> that movie made me obsessed with him. Like The first movie I saw him was Primal Fear. And that oh, yeah. Was a, great, a great role. And doing essentially two separate characters uh-huh. out the gate, like yeah, like, that's a sign great me up movie. For that bastard. Uh, so mine is kind of weird because, like, I feel like I'm when I'm turned on by a movie, I'm like, yeah, they wanted that. That was supposed to happen. I don't really yeah. get accidentally turned on often. <laughs> I'm kind of just always there. Uh, but for me, it's Die Hard with a Vengeance because I love a powerful, scary woman, and that <laughs> chick with the scar face is just. I mean, <laughs> no, it's awesome. I, I love her. And I just, I don't know, like everything else I, I think of, I'm like, yeah, it's supposed to be sexy. Like I had gone with Red Sonia because yeah. that's fucking super sexy. It's like, no, that's what they're going for. So, yeah, I'd say like Princess Le- Leia in the slave costume, but they were going for that. They were going for that. Were also, for that. I didn't mention this at the top, so I'm mentioning it now. None of my answers will ever be Star Wars because Star Wars aren't movies to me. They are a way of life, <laughs> and they will take over every answer that, like, you want me to just mention all Star Wars movies for every question? So I had to cut them out. Okay, so well, for this one, it's episode one. For this one, it's yeah. episode five. Dude, the, the movie that everybody hates and I think is still like that I still like is Phantom Menace. <laughs> I need to rewatch that. Uh, you don't need to. Yeah, they're need to. they're all just documentaries from the future, anyways. Absolutely. So. <laughs> well, they're from the well, past. or from a long time. <laughs> yeah, it was a long time ago. But Earth is canon in Star Wars, thanks to George Lucas putting ET, well, his people in the fucking Senate. So. Oh yeah. We are canon. <laughs> We're what happens when Space Brother fucks Space Sister. You get Earth. Yep. Yeah. Space Alabama. <laughs> that does. Earth, the Alabama of space. Yeah. I would honestly believe that. It's like the Ohio of space. <laughs> I mean, we are out in like the boondocks of space. That's true. So. We don't know that. Well, at least in our galaxy, we are. <laughs> We're at the edge of our galaxy. You're the edge of my galaxy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay, then. Dynamite segue. <laughs> Which film is objectively the greatest ever? All right, everybody. Get comfortable. Okay. <laughs> you got to limit yourself, Pally. I did limit myself. I've only got three. We're not leaving Derek in charge of the red <laughs> button that he like destroys or saves the earth. Like, I don't know. So the problem with this one is... I understand the question and where it comes from, but I don't think you can have a film that's objectively the best because films are art and art can't be objective. Spoken like a coward. <laughs> there are ways you can measure. Like we want success. a scientific answer, actually. Uh. <laughs> well, if you want to measure it by success and numbers and stuff, I, I mean, it would probably be The Godfather, but that's not my answer. Yeah, my answer was my top. I don't know. My top definitive two. one. You can give a couple, but definitive one. Okay. For me, I think a perfect film is The Big Lebowski. Okay. Because it has outstanding cinematography by Roger Deakins, who's one of the greatest cinematographers. It's like flawlessly written. Like people feel like a lot of it's improvised. Not a word of that is improvised. That's usually a sign of a good script when people think. I, I heard that about the uh, uh, David Cross said it with Arrested Development. Somebody's yeah. like, it sounds like it's improv. He's like, that's a credit to the script writing because we're not improving. Yeah. They just wrote it really well. So, yeah, that's to that credit of Big Lebowski. All, all those little ums and dudes and uhs and all that is written and written down. It's great. The performances are amazing. The cast direction so is well. great. The cast is outstanding. Um, and I, you know, I mentioned Roger Deakins, the cinematographer. He's done pre- pretty much all the Coen Brothers movies. Um, like he did, um, but No Country for Old Men, Fargo, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, um, The Man Who Wasn't There. He did other movies that weren't theirs. Um, he's just great, and mm-hmm. I think I think that's probably to me like the best film out there. But, but like you said, close. to you. Well, 
Again, yeah, I don't think you can be objective. objective. Yeah, <laughs> but you have to be. Yeah, well, you created this game. You must play by its rules. <laughs> There's a series of, of, of great films. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> in like the, that's definitely up in the top ten, and for me, that would be like the top one. Yeah, but very close to that is a completely different movie. Another Stanley Kubrick movie, which is 2001 Space Odyssey, which I understand why some people, especially today, wouldn't like it. The pacing and things but, like that. But like that. you said, today. Because exactly. I, I think when it came out, it was objectively loved. Well, exactly. And it, it, it's it's one of those things where like, if you watch it and you're confused, that makes sense because it goes beyond like what we think of as just like comprehension. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not about... You watch it and it makes you feel things. It like touches parts of like the subconscious of humanity. Show me on this doll where it touches you. Was it a good touch <laughs> or a bad touch? Oh, it's a good touch. Okay. There's no bloodhound gang here. <laughs> uh, and I just, Thank God. <laughs> I just feel like it's, it's and it also like a lot of people feel like when they're talking about the greatest film of all time, I feel like it always has to be something dark or just depressing. Yeah. And that movie is neither of those things. I mean, it's fucked up in a lot of ways, but the end of it ends with like, hope that like humanity can go beyond where they are, which is thinking that they're better than the universe and like evolve into understanding that they're part of it's it. It's wrong, but it's I get wrong, it. but it's, it's hopeful. <laughs> and then well, uh, I'll have to give it a chance. Cause as soon as it went from dinosaurs to space, I turned it off. So <laughs> I, I never saw it. <laughs> first time I watched it. How long I, did I blink? <laughs> Jesus Christ. The first time I watched it, I didn't really know anything about it other than the space stuff. And I turned it on. And I was like, what are these monkeys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a great, it's a great movie. And I went and saw it on 70 millimeter a few years ago and really appreciated it there. I just, that's, that's also, I think that would be your better answer for objectively the greatest, because I, I, I'm with you on everything. Big Lebowski. I think well, everybody in this room is, but I think there are people that would watch that and go like, well, I just don't, don't see the point. Well, Cause a lot of people would never put a comedy as like the greatest film of all time. For sure. But a reason I put that a big Lebowski slightly above 2001 is for pacing purposes. And the pacing in 2001 has a purpose, but it is like a two and a half hour long movie. It's also like Big Lebowski what, 30 like years 45. younger than yeah. Big Lebowski. So older or yeah, older. You get, you get older as, little, as you go back in time. That's time travel. <laughs> and just honorable mention, everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. I know it's a newer one, but I mean, okay. it, I mean, it won all those it Oscars deserves for to a be reason. Mentioned. Yeah. So. What is the best film objectively? This one was really fucking hard for me. Like I hemmed and hawed over this <laughs> and beat myself up over it and I just could not I'm kicking my own ass. I was like <laughs> two hours ago she was sitting at the kitchen table, like, I can't answer this question. I was like, it's not possible. <laughs> oh, you procrastinated. Well, no, because I couldn't think of anything. Yeah. And I'm I'm one of those, you know me. I forget what we watched five after five minutes after oh, recording. Nothing we watch is objectively the greatest film ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but after thinking abnormally long about it and seriously Seriously, ridiculously amount of time. Uh, I finally landed on Pan's Labyrinth. Okay. That that movie, um, it's absolutely beautiful. It's a wonderful story. You've got terrible things. You've got beautiful things. You've got scary things happening. And I found myself not even needing to read subtitles through most of it because it is. It's from uh, Guillermo del Toro, yes, one of my husband's favorite directors, which I actually knew that. <laughs> um, Points. <laughs> and I just I I just I want it makes me want to watch it over and over again like just the cinematography of it all the freaking special effects in it even just pan himself with the eyes and the hands and the gluttonous table mm -hmm. and just just everything behind this movie I thought was fantastic. And the fact that it's a Spanish language movie and you yes. don't have to feel like you don't have to read the subtitles gives it that's, that said yeah. a lot. Um, yeah. So for me, it's actually wasn't that difficult. Uh, it's it's fucking Princess Bride. Aww. I mean, like I haven't. There's nobody in my life that doesn't know that that's a fucking one of the greatest movies ever. And in my life, it is the greatest movie ever. As you wish. And this almost could have been the answer for a lot of questions as well, because I mean, this is one that has a lot of memories for me. So I mean. Um, I know I almost went with Godfather because I absolutely adore the Godfather like anybody with two ears, two eyes, and a heart. I like the money pack. I only have <laughs> that is my <laughs> answer. But I mean, like, you know, the Godfather changed the way cinema was filmed and, and stories were told, and it gave directors a little bit more creative control that they've since now lost. But, you know, um, yeah, Princess Bride all day, every day. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have any of these questions before, but I'm a 
my best answer for me, I'm going to say It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, I, God, yeah. I just think it's so well-constructed. Merry Christmas, movie house. <laughs> I think that's the only <laughs> I just, thing I, that... I just, I love it. I love that. Yeah. One. I think the only really thing working movie. against it, though, is the people that, like, just, I don't like Christmas movies. So you're not going to watch this yeah. movie, well, even though it is great. It's, and that's, and the thing is, it's a Christmas movie kind of in the sense that, like, Die Hard or Rambo are Christmas movies. It takes place <laughs> at Christmas in a town where they're setting up for Christmas, but it's not really a Christmas movie. But a specific movie. Christmas yeah, miracle happened. Well, I mean, you've got the angel and stuff, but that's not necessarily a Christmas miracle either. That's Charlie, just a religious right? thing. It's yeah. a miracle that happens on Christmas. What else do you want? There's a fucking angel sent How from God. How many Christmas movies start with suicide? Uh, the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say miracle on 34th Street, man. That starts with suicide, right? <laughs> I, I I can agree with that one too, though. Yeah. I, or, no, sorry. it is. I can agree with that one too, bleep. Uh, I, it's a, Great movie. It's, it's a wonderful movie. No, and I do agree <laughs> with it. Here. I'm just saying the only reason I think it would be counted points against is because like it's a, it is considered a Christmas movie. Well, also it's black and white, and I can't watch those. <laughs> oh, that guy talks kind of funny. <laughs> What's with his voice? Well, objectively, for eighty percent of the world, maybe it's not because they're not <laughs> Christians or <laughs> Americans or Western society. But <laughs> no. or, hey, you know what? You the know, pagans are taking Christmas back, man. Over the age of thirty-five, Christians have had it long enough. <laughs> as you folks know we like to have a beer or three while we podcast and sometimes that leads to a not so pleasant morning after unless we remember to hydrate people that's where liquid iv comes in liquid iv is the number one powdered hydration brand in america and it's now available in sugar free with a proprietary zero sugar solution that has no artificial sweeteners i love using liquid iv because it comes in convenient little packets you can take with you makes me feel rejuvenated and hydrated and best of all it actually tastes good just one packet of liquid iv and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than just water alone thanks to the eight vitamins and nutrients it has and it has three times the electrolytes of those other sports drinks we love liquid iv so much that we're offering you our loyal listeners a steal of a deal get 20 percent off when you grab your liquid iv hydration multiplier sugar-free or any other variant at liquidiv.com and use the code worst people at checkout that's 20 percent off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code worst people at liquidiv.com all right what's one of the films or what's the film you've watched the most yeah this was a hard one because i rewatch stuff a lot yeah um i think the one i've what I've watched the most as an adult would probably be, and I have like 17 answers, so I'm going to give what I... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Again, don't give this guy the choice. Another one buttons. that was in contention for best also would be either like Back to the Future uh-huh. or Big Lebowski, because I've watched those movies. Back to the Future I watched religiously as a child and as an adult. And then the Big Lebowski I didn't see until I was like 19 or 20, and I've watched it at least once a year since then, yeah. if not more. So those I've probably watched the most. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, you may have heard. I also may have watched Freddy versus Jason almost as many times. But that's a different thing. <laughs> that's from working in the theater, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. Working in the theater, free movies. What are you going to do? Free air conditioning, baby. And then, I mean, just one other. I've or not. I mean, basically Edgar Wright movies. Uh, he's one of my favorite directors. And I, he's made like six movies. And all of them are close to or damn perfect and I've watched Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, Scott Pilgrim, probably no less times than those other movies, but they're newer, so I don't think I've watched them the most. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Mine's a two-parter. So, hands down, pre-teenage years, it was Labyrinth. Yeah. Again. But can- for the sake of not repeating answers. Um, The second one is Empire Records. Yeah. Like, I thought so with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a recent watch for me, and I was blown away. It's the most quotable movie that I, one of the most quotable movies I have in my repertoire. Like, again, I can just, he and I zing off of it a few Mm -hmm. times, and it's just, I made him watch it because he had never seen it. Uh, Ben sent me a text yesterday, the day before, 
It just said, is Empire Records a bad movie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could always do it on I here. I think he was fishing for like, can we do this as an episode? I don't know if yeah. he watched it or if he was just curious about it. But... We did an episode Objectively, on yes, but subjectively, it's great. <laughs> I love yeah, it. There we go. But yeah, no, that's that's one of my most quotables, one of my yeah. go-tos. That's my comfort one. Like, yeah. I just, it was that in 16 Candles, but when I was homesick, I was just like, and this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so I started thinking about the childhood one, and my answer was going to be Karate Kid because I thought I was going to be a Karate Kid. I, <laughs> I didn't take any it. classes. I was just like throwing kicks. You look like, like him. a young Ethan Embry. You look like but, he doesn't look anything like him. <laughs> Dude, I look nothing like Daniel LaRusso. He's just like Johnny. I look like Johnny. He's a tall blonde man. <laughs> like Termin Giants Bane if I look like anybody. Exactly. Uh, but I'm actually bleep reminding me that there was a good, I would say, three years of our life, maybe plus, where we just put on Super Troopers on DVD and drank to it. I mean, we are yeah. talking nightly watches yeah. of this. A, oh, once a day, man. sometimes. So this, you know I mean, we are we are in the top numbers of of watching that thanks you to playing drinking games. You opened me of something. My early 20s. He wore out the DVD. I didn't know that. Was yeah, possible. I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's have, not shining anymore. If we're talking about the most number wise, that reminded me because I forgot. It might be Grandma's Boy. Yeah, nice. okay. for, a sim- for a similar thing, for the same reason. It was yeah. when I was in my twenties and I was hanging out with my friends, and literally every single night we would go to my friend's house, we would drink, we would smoke, and Grandma's Boy was on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So we probably saw it three hundred times that year, which might make it more than any other movie. I've Who do you get your weed from? You Dante. <laughs> you Dante. I get my oh, weed from Mr. you, Mister Cheeto. Mister Cheeto. Uh, go, yeah, go I swim got... with the seabirds or so, whatever. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just just on sheer fucking volume of us. I mean, we, it wasn't like we put it on for background noise. We sat there, and we picked out words or actions like drink every time this, shot every time that. And fuck, I mean, a lot. Oh, you guys did open fucking? Open fucking. No. So, yeah. so, <laughs> wide open. Fuck on this every time someone says this. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> yeah, early 20s party time, uh, Super Troopers, Grandma's Boy, and then Old School was one. Oh, yeah. you're my boy, Blue. Which we know the DVD menu song so well because it was also a daily thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, and, you passed and, out the TV on, man. And like we watched it recently, and we're like, yeah, it's pretty solid. But I think we just like watched the shit out of it. We're, we're like yeah. kind of over it by this point. But yeah, we got so done with classic. it. We're like, did it not hold up? It's like, no, it just we used it up. We just yeah. could quote every single line of it. I do want to give an honorable mention, though, in just recent years of Jojo Rabbit being very high up yeah, my list of watching. Because watch right it's now. like, dude, I get home from the bar a lot and just put it on. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell oh, come <laughs> on, man. You can have me better than that. Um, having so my the two first VHSs I ever owned was Hook and Look Who's Talking. And those were such heavy rotation as a kid. I mean, those were the first no, two. No, and they no, went for like five backwards. or ten years after that. I just continually watched them. I have another yeah. one that's just a random one that I would watch as a kid. One of my first VHSs was UHF. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was another one that I remember watching a lot. And then the other one I would take from my dad or my stepdad was uh, Hot Dog the Movie. <laughs> That's on like nobody's fucking list. It's a it's like a 1980s boob comedy about snow skiing, right? Yes. Like yeah. it is just. <laughs> I love uh, my most that watched movie has... was Emmanuel in Space. I was a sexual kid. Okay, <laughs> that has a uh, David Naughton in it, right? I... Who was in Midnight Madness? Yeah. American Werewolf yes. in London? Yes, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, more recently for me, uh, Wes, any Wes Anderson, really. I mean, from yeah. Royal Tenenbaums to Darjeeling. I just finally Asteroid watched- Asteroid City was, was, I thought, done perfectly. It was excellent, yeah. I, yeah. Was I watched those this year? I watched now. Royal Tenenbaums for yeah. the first time? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's and one I was of like- my- you know, once or twice a year. That's for pretty sure. fantastic. Yeah, if you got any sort of like even close to daddy issues, oh. you're gonna love a Wes Anderson. <laughs> I think every girl born has daddy issues. I think every guy needs them. If you have daddy <laughs> issues or you like playing with dolls, because <laughs> those are all dollhouse movies. Okay, yeah. welcome to dollhouse. I'm but gonna, I mean, I love them. I have every single one right there. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna put you guys on the spot and ask another one. Um, okay. If you could only watch one movie for the rest of your life, Lightning I know round. you have no time to think about this, but it's just you're on a desert island. You got a fucking Betamax, and we <laughs> copied it onto Betamax. Your your 4K version. We have Betamax. a 4K Betamax. Okay. And uh, what what would be the one movie 
Oh God, I'm like staring at the shelves right now, trying no, to. No, you got to close your eyes and just see what pops up. <laughs> well, because the it. big question is like, do I want to watch a comedy? But is that going to get old? Do I want to watch like a great movie? But is that am I just going to be depressed all the time? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. Well, let's say you're on a desert island, so you're you're you don't have people around you. Oh, I don't care if people are around. Um, <laughs> now he's signed up. <laughs> this one movie thing is kind of a bummer, but this no people thing is making up for that one movie thing. A you don't whole even bunch. Have me with you. <laughs> I'm, so I'm very. I'm he's very, got a coconut. He can warm up over the fire. <laughs> I'm on the fence right now between two insanely different things. All right, that were not mentioned because. While I would love watching Big Lebowski or Back to the Future over and over, and I could do it, <laughs> I've already said those. So yeah, no, no repeats. Two movies that I really love that I could watch for completely different reasons. And if anybody has seen both of these, they're gonna think I'm insane. My two maybes I'm leaning between are Hard Target, Jean Claude Van Damme, because oh. it's just so much fun to watch. Oh boy, he's not lying. And <laughs> David Lynch's Mulholland Drive. <laughs> because I could finally figure it out. <laughs> I'm either between Ace Ventura or Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I love that movie, but it's it's confusing and it's bizarre. Hey Ryan, like, should I go see Barry Manilow or ICP tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Basically is where I'm at. Because I, I maybe I could figure it out. I Should I wear flip flops or a set of skis? <laughs> so no repeats, right? No repeats. What's oh, one movie fuck. that you, if you had to watch the only one, what is it? Um, shit. Because this is really. I mean, hard. it would be Labyrinth. I'm, I'm guessing, if, but yeah, we gotta, we gotta. Yeah, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Um, fuck. Honestly, okay, this is another weird one. Well, again, I'm still stuck between weird or not. <laughs> Go for it. And it's uh. The Little Mermaid, mm -hmm. the the one with the penis castles. The new one. No, the, old, <laughs> the older one. The actual animated one from the 90s. Um, and then, oddly enough... <laughs> She's laughing at herself. Yeah, can't even, get, can't even get the bat off your shoulder. <laughs> Stub up to the plate. Oh, my God. Um, all I'm going to say is the old in-out, in-out. Stanley Kubrick. Oh, uh, I, like, I don't get what she's saying. Clockwork Orange. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why. That's that Edward Norton that, hotness. That yeah, going, that <laughs> is another is strange Is that your weird one. I got turned on by a movie now? <laughs> <laughs> like, all, of this, all of your answers intersect. <laughs> <laughs> we got a Venn diagram of Whitney's movies right now, and there is a lot of that intersection there. It's that big rocking horse dick sculpture. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I, no, but I, um, the first person I was engaged to introduced that movie to me. When I was 19 and I, how fucked up it was. And just, I literally, for the first time in a long time, my eyes were like glued and I was like, I need to rewatch it. I need to, I need to see this again. It's mm -hmm. almost as if you because... were in a chair and someone had your eyes stuck open <laughs> exactly. and you were being forced to watch it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, just, it's, it's a toss up between the, I couldn't there. I would, I would kill myself. It was just the same thing over and over. Guaranteed. So it happened. Well, there was enough length it. on this Betamax for two movies. So yeah, that was a perfect okay. answer. And also, this, this, <laughs> this, well, since uh, one of them's a Disney uh, musical animated thing, it's only like eighty-seven minutes. You can yeah, fit it. There yeah. you go. And this desert island is magical. You can't kill yourself. You'll just it'll you keep reviving you. So yeah. good luck, buddy. Groundhog's Island. Groundhog's Island. <laughs> like I need people. Uh, yeah, I, I'm racking my brain, and like, there's part of me that's like, I could do Crocodile Dundee. I, I love that and the sequel. Um, also, like, I could do a Star Wars, but which fucking one? So I'm bringing none of those, and I'm taking Big Lebowski. Okay. Because, I mean, I have watched that a lot, and I will. Just don't take Waterworld, because you'll start thinking you can get off that <laughs> island. <laughs> like, God damn it, where are my gills? What's drive? Start fins. slicing gills in yourself. <laughs> I can't kill myself. It's a Groundhog's Island. <laughs> so I'm there Eventually for that. Eventually, they'll turn what into What about you? Yeah. Mr. Bleep. Uh, okay. So I didn't, I should have thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> I have grossly misunderstood this situation. <laughs> um, I take back the question, Your Honor. I'll go with, uh, I'll go with a Wes Anderson. Okay. Yeah. One. Say, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Cause that's been a recent, it's been a real years. recent for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah but also, I know that Darjeeling Limited is a big one for I you. I think emotionally, Darjeeling is is the one for me so that that's one that i could do yeah but that's on the spot but like yeah and i'm betting his wife would say either mrs doubtfire or forrest, forrest gump, gump. <laughs> either, either one of those yeah. dude hello, okay. hello. 
daughter would say, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. <laughs> it was run by Fruity. I haven't seen Marcel the Shell. And I oh, it is existentially yeah. it really adored. Uh, Jenny Slate doing the voice is fantastic. And uh, Isabella Rossellini, and very good in it. I think she wrote it with her then husband or boyfriend. Yeah. And they Yeah, Jenny Slate was married to the writer-director. Yeah. and So she's co- co-writing with it, yeah. But it almost makes sense because it, it feels like the the human character in that is almost like the boyfriend or husband and she's kind of so when you like think about the parallels of them writing the movie together and what goes on in that uh-huh. yeah. yeah it's 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 done super well and uh you should definitely watch it i have a question for go each for of you uh oh you ready i'm going to be weird no. and start this way okay i go clockwise so you <laughs> Pass it to the left. i'm i'm ready okay <laughs> i think to an an actor and an actress tom hanks who you want <laughs> Stop right there, Tom Hanks. And, and as Tom the Hanks woman, I'll tell you. Who's your favorite mashup, or who would you want to see mashed up? Oh, want to see mashed up? I mean, like for romantic, for anything, just... for leading male female role. Okay. It doesn't have to be rom com. It doesn't hmm. whatever scenario and the scenario. I guess like what would be your perfect actor actress leading role? Oh, I don't know. I I just can't really pair that up i wouldn't mind seeing we never got to see gilda radner with somebody like chris farley but that's not going to be a good movie they're two powerhouses yeah there's no way no i don't know i can't really answer this yeah this is this one requires study yeah (laughs) i just i have have every actor and actress running through my head it's like a slot machine they're just not stopping (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't have one for this do you? All right. Let's see. Uh, if they've been in a movie, let me know. Um, I'd say Scarlett Johansson and Ewan McGregor. I like to see. We them did too. a movie yeah. with them. Oh, in I, it. oh really? <laughs> was it terrible or was it good? It's a good first part of the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Island. Michael yeah. Bay. Oh. oh no. <laughs> I listened to Michael Bay main. I skipped that one. I guess. He's like, uh, just skip. Uh, just don't let Michael Bay direct the movie. <laughs> Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson directed by, uh, I don't know, Spike Jones. anybody else. They do have a good chemistry on screen chemistry. They do work well together, I thought. (laughs) So because I have David Lynch on the mind because of Mulholland Drive. Natalie Watts? No. Or Naomi Naomi Watts, Watts, rather. But no, one of the actors was in the movie, but I'm thinking of, for some reason, the first thing that popped into my head was like the movie Blue Velvet, right? Oh, you have Dennis I'm Hopper, sweaty. you have Kyle MacLachlan, you have Isabella Rosalini. But what if it was <laughs> Mickey Rourke and Isabella Rosalini? <laughs> Mickey Rourke before Terrible Face Job or after? Yeah, yeah well, I mean, he like was handsome before I guess, the boxing. So yeah, be like Barfly era. All right. Yeah, like Barfly Mickey Rourke and, and Blue Velvet Isabella Rosalini. Not creepy at all. <laughs> it's gonna be a fucked up movie, whatever it is. You're gonna be one, you're gonna buy one. What, what about you? One? What about you? Whitney? Mine you is really one? weird because it's like putting my my mother and my father, like my my bio father, into a movie. And it's I always say my mom looks like Jamie Lee Curtis, and my dad looks like Michael Keaton. And I want to okay. see those right. two in a movie. Yeah, that'd be a good combo. Like if she Man, was Catwoman. Even as I'm racking my brain, I it it, it comes up that it's already happened. I'm like, well, Gene Wilder and and Cloris Leachman, Young Frankenstein. Yeah. It still works, though. It's, yeah, it works. That's what I said. It works well. In something that it, it's, it could have been, has been, or want to nope. be. All of my mashups have been fulfilled. Okay, there you I go. I am not left wanting. Do you have any <laughs> random questions you want for somebody? Um, a movie you just never would watch again. Like, just, it's the worst thing you've ever seen, and you will never, like, you'll walk out of a room. Laser Blast. Laser Blast. Uh, the Others. <laughs> With uh, Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that movie. You got one, Bleep? Love Actually. Yeah, You can't pay me to watch it. I won't. Brian loves that movie. That would be mine if he didn't yeah. just say it. So uh, it's called Checking Out with uh, Jeff Daniels, and it's awful. I was a young kid just th- like, this is not a good movie. What was the movie you walked out of? Well, there was. I went and saw The Strangers, which had, I think, Liv Tyler, and the, the fire alarm went off in the uh, movie theater and so they like shut it off and they were like we can give you you can either come back and see that or we'll just give you passes for something else and I was like please pass this for please something else no, th- I swear there was a movie that like you literally were just like fuck this I'm out it may have been one that you thought about leaving but somebody else bought you a ticket 
X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will never watch that again either unless I have to mm-hmm. for this. Um, <laughs> yeah, I went with a friend and I was like, well, I can't leave because she's still here. So I guess I'm going to watch this. I was so excited for that movie. And as soon as his little fake rubber CG claws came out, I was like, God, I want to. That's what I was going to get to. I was like, what part of it? Because it's pretty top to bottom trash. Oh, yeah. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. And then when he's in the mirror and he does the claws and they don't even like line up with his hand. I was like, I'm leaving. I got to go. <laughs> I mean, and, and, dude, I remember before that came out, I was like, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. That's I know. Be I was amazing. so excited about that. Well, you and know then what? they that's got him with him. his mouth sh- sewn shut. I'm like, you're an idiot. That's one of the good things that movie did do. Not Ryan Reynolds doing that. But when they did Deadpool one, one. Uh, at the very beginning, there's like a joke about it. I think it's one. Maybe it's two. No, no number it's two. One. At the end of number two, he time shifts into that movie. No, there's a and a, shoots him. There's a yeah, little action figure. I think uh-huh. it's in the first one. There's a little action figure of that Deadpool. Yeah, and he's like looks at it and makes some snarky comment and like tosses it away. Yeah, it was in the first one. <laughs> he digs at it both times. Let's see if he he goes trifecta with this third one. Uh, one final question: What do you think you're gonna watch next? I mean, like, you Nightmare know, no, 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 no. Sorry. Besides an assignment. <laughs> Besides the one we're watching. Like right if now. we're if we're stepping away from this right now and going to respective houses, what are you putting on? What would you put on? Um, well, I've been in the middle of trying to rewatch movies from some of the new like horror guys. Um, Ari Aster, Robert Eggers, Jordan Peele. So I'm probably going to be watching. I started watching it the other night and I fell asleep, not because of the movie. So I'm probably going to be watching either us or I'm going to be watching Hereditary soon, too. Okay. I know that just because I'm, I'm in the middle of watching those guys' movies. And we just watched Midsummer the other night. Yeah. Oh, God. That was um, We talked about that. Yeah, which is Ari Aster's second film. His first one was Hereditary. I haven't seen it since I saw it in theaters. I loved his new one, Bo is Afraid. So I got to go back and watch that one. He's only got the three. Gotcha. Well, apparently that's my answer. Wait, no, give, give a different <laughs> one. Give a different one. If this wasn't your... Because that's not your choice. No. <laughs> That's I mean, being a cinematic cuck. They are, yeah, that uh, that's my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess this is me now. I don't yep. know. I generally don't watch movies. She watches uh, stupid I, reality. I, that's yeah, fair. I just, okay, that's fair. But if I were to, um, it really have to depend on what mood I would be in. Okay. So I don't know. How about you? Bleep. Let's see. We we already did Dutch and we did Son in Law for Thanksgiving. So planes, trains, and automobiles is going to be the yeah. next one. I know. Okay. Time of podcast good. release is not Thanksgiving, but yeah, just I love I love that upcoming. movie. That might be actually the next one we watch. They're playing it in theaters again, but I don't think I'm going to go see it again in theaters. It's fine on your. It's fine on it your eighty inch yeah. TV. <laughs> yeah, we already saw it in theaters and we took our socks off. Oh, yeah. and then possibly we started it, but Grumpy Old Men uh, oh, has good Thanksgiving stuff. When I had my ulcer, I was farting razor blades. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, because we're seeing behind the curtain. We're recording this right before Thanksgiving, but it comes out in December. Shh. Yeah, don't, don't tell. Scrooge. <laughs> Scrooge <laughs> is my answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to fucking rewatch Hunt for Wilder People. Uh, we mm. saw it not too long ago, but man, that is just a dynamite movie, dynamite score, acted fucking well. well and what would have been one of, one of our answers would be Last Goal Wins, but yeah. we did just go see that. Yeah, and I'm going to go see it again in theaters because yeah. it deserves we are my go money. See it. I might um, go to see what time that is. Something tonight. I might actually make you do because I have been wanting to see Welcome to the Dollhouse. So, find Welcome it. to the Dollhouse. They have it on Criterion <laughs> Collection. I almost bought it on the last sale and then I didn't. Then you don't fucking love me. Thanks. <laughs> oh, go to your desert <laughs> island, Derek. This is, in fact, not grounds for divorce. Who knows a good divorce lawyer? Uh, uh, your Honor, this is, in fact, grounds for divorce. I have changed <laughs> I my, you. I, I changed my statement. <laughs> So that'll be it. We just wanted to give you guys a little peek into what we actually like cinematically, not just what we watch for the show. <laughs> yeah. We, we learned a little... lot about Whitney today. We do watch good <laughs> movies. Yeah, this was the first time I heard about good movies on your guys' shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't you don't look at our or you don't watch our uh, YouTube? Uh, those well, aren't all good movies. movies. <laughs> no. Hey, Bottoms was awesome. Yeah, Bottoms was. Name another one. <laughs> Thanksgiving. All right. Name three. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't remember the, what the we did. The plan was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Name four. The other Nick Nicholas Cage movie we Sympathy did. Sympathy for the Devil? 
Yeah. yeah, name five. <laughs> all right, how many episodes, episodes do we have? Are we Four, only six. six. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, two movies weren't good. Shit. So we had the Marvels, which was fine, and then I might had... have to start paying attention to our our podcast. What was the other one we did? I know I don't watch them. I just download. A Haunting in Venice. Yeah, oh, yeah Haunting in Venice. Was okay. You didn't. Yeah. It, was okay. it was a movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then for your birthday, Men at Work. That was a good one. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, check that. That just went up last week, right? I think or, no, so. Yeah. Two, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, my birthday was well. Yeah. A month ago, for the, the people listening, yeah. Scrooge. Oh, I told you, man. Scrooge. <laughs> Time cop. <laughs> Speaking of Back to the Future. Um, Speaking of Time Cop, this guy probably wants to watch uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Not Time Cop, but Time Pod. A cop movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and some chitlins. Oh, Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop. Fuck yeah! I was like Total Recall. Wait, he's not. You said you said Arnold Schwarzenegger. And the first thing Who's I thought, daddy, the first movie that do? popped into my head was not Terminator. It was Commando. True lies. So, <laughs> True actually, lies. I wouldn't mind watching Total Recall again. It's been a very long time since I've seen it. I just remember the three-titted lady. Oh, yeah. who? Yeah, another how, childhood and, 80s and the memory. red, the uh-huh. red ball coming out of his nose. That's I guarantee, I guarantee you, on Bleeps VHS, the three tits part was like super rewound and stretched out. He <laughs> tracking's used, all fucked he up. Used he used that had shit. It right there. Yeah, oh, actually, yeah. Pause on my VCR. <laughs> oh yeah, he had the oh, man, remote that control weird plastic on a, boob is on a awesome. remote. <laughs> hey, hey, when you're a kid, a, a titty's a titty. <laughs> uh, you, why do you think I watched Starship Troopers so many times as a child? That lady gets because of Denise Richards acting. <laughs> no, because <laughs> the other girl that plays Dizzy is naked in the shower. Yes, I know. Okay, <laughs> I know. Anyway, speaking of boobs, we're done with this this week. <laughs> we want to thank Bleep for coming and interviewing us. Uh, member guys, go check out the website badmoviesworstpeople.com. You can find links there to wherever we're available to our YouTube show, New Movies Worst People, to our merchandise page where you can buy super sweet merchandise, t-shirts, coffee cups, whatnot. Thank you, Evasion, for the opening and closing music. Uh, thank you guys for thinking about your answers and being somewhat serious. Thank yeah. you. I want to <laughs> yeah. thank our uh, producer <laughs> who's never had me touch anything, and it's Derek. <laughs> thank you for doing all the behind-the-scenes stuff so you I don't what? have to do anything. Golf clap for Derek. Golf clap for Derek. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean that. Like, Derek edits and uh, posts every episode, so... Extra yeah. thanks to the big guy. I did this because I thought it would be fun. <laughs> not work. I mean, it is fun, but it's also your, work. You got yourself a job that costs you money. <laughs> is there, I, I would like to formally ask you to come back. Is there a movie you would like to do? Well, last time he mentioned Stone Cold. Yeah. And now Hobo yeah. with a Shotgun. So either or both. Yeah, I like both of yeah. those. Those are good, good ones. And Hobo me. with a Shotgun, we can, we'll do that because it's got some great people. It falls into that like intentionally bad kind of category where I, we don't always avoid, but sometimes we we try like Sharknado and stuff. But Hobo with Shotgun is also very fun to watch. Yes, it reminds me a lot of what we paused to do this. Yes, so so maybe slightly related. Uh, Street Trash is one. I don't remember Street if we Trash brought that up. Awesome, they're making a remake. I, I think I would like to. Ooh, see. I don't like. I don't like what he just said. They're, they're doing they're a remake of Street Trash. I'm not sure about that, but I have Street Trash. It's like on Total Blu-ray. Recall remake. I'm good. Yeah, Total Recall. Fucking Colin Farrell, eat a dick. It's pronounced colon. Colon. Farrell colon. <laughs> anyway, I have been Derek. I'm still Whitney. I'm Jack. Bleep. <laughs> and uh, I'm here for the gangbang. preschool slash kindergarten which was a broadway christian whoa sorry (laughs) whoa chitlins they got mad i started saying the word christian (laughs) (laughs) if you've thought about recording a podcast before but like myself realize you need a lot of different tools and services well those days are over with Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform, you can create your podcast all in one place and easily distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. You can record studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests and feel a sense of zen knowing that Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable.
possible. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use my code WORSTPEOPLE. That's W-O-R-S-E-P-E-O-P-L-E. And you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experience I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. 